Three, two, one, I'm alive. Derek Maloney, everybody. How you doing, Derek? I'm good, Eric. How are you doing? I'm good, yeah. It's good to have you here on the show today. Thanks very much. Thanks for asking me. No problem at all. Um, so you've also you've been in a uh, youth work for many years. I have, yeah. I've been in youth work since around 2007. Um, started working in Finglas. Spent about nine years up there. Then I moved to Ballybuck, um, north inner city. Down to, then down to Belvedere, again, north inner city. And I moved over now. I'm based in uh, the Fountain Youth Project here in Basin Lane. That's great. South inner city. And also heard you're a big Celtic supporter. Yes, Big Celtic, big Glasgow Celtic supporter, Eric, very much, yeah. yeah. Would you be able to tell us how, why um, Celtic were formed? Yeah, I'll give you a, just a brief uh, intro on this. Celtic were, they were formed, they were formally constituted at a meeting in St. Mary's Church Hall in East Row Street. It's it's now Forbes Street <clears throat> in a place called Calton in Glasgow. Um, they were formed by uh, uh, an Irish Maris brother, Walford, on the 6th of November, 1887. And the purpose of alleviate for the purpose of alleviating poverty in the east end of Glasgow, you know, for the Irish immigrants and that. So yeah. it was like, you know, for raising money for the charity that Brother Walford had instituted. It was called the, the Poor Children's Dinner Table. Um, and then Walford's move to establish the club as a means of fundraising was largely inspired the example of Hibernian, which are based in Edinburgh. Yeah. And with a huge Irish connection as well. Um so it was formed out of the uh, the immigrant Irish population a few years earlier by Hibs in Edinburgh. But um, Brother Walford then continued that type of work then in Glasgow, you know. So basically it transformed pretty much basically or it spread from basically the beginning of to Glasgow pretty much. Yeah, well, well I said Hibs, Hibs, you know, with the Irish immigrants that were in Edinburgh uh, back, back in the day, um, they, they, they raised money in the whole lot and largely, you know, to help the Irish community who had, who had landed in, in Scotland from Ireland due to, you know, what was happening in Ireland at the time. Like, you know what I mean? We were still under, say, British rule. The famine and uh, everything like well, that. Well, you know, moving on from that then, but it was, yeah, it was... Uh, under the power it, of the of the English Yeah, of the, the British, yeah. The things weren't great for, for the Irish, you know what I mean? There was, there was just... Very little of everything, yeah. Whether it be food or work or standard of living, the whole lot. So uh, you know, it didn't really affect the people who were ruling the country, yeah. But it affected the actual people, you know, who 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 owned the country, if you like. You know what I mean? Yeah, I see. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I get that. Like, but everything that comes from it, like, it, there's a big history behind it all. Like, oh, massive, massive history. Glasgow Celtic, yeah, with uh, with the Irish community in Glasgow, and there's a lot of Irish actually. There's a lot like there's a lot more Irish in it than people would actually think. From with from like what they would think of it, they would just think that it's a Glasgow, just a bunch of Glasgow lads. But it really does it. It based more from that pretty much. Like you have like there's a big history of like how it happened. Yeah, I mean going back to the creation of, like and how Celtic performed, as I said, boy, boy, would a brother of Alfred and that. Um, and you had uh, Michael Dabbitt as well involved in it. He, he laid the first uh, piece of turf, you know, at Celtic Park and that, you know. So, I mean, the, the, the Irish connection is huge. And I always, you know, say that the, they're an Irish club playing in Scotland. That's a good way of looking at it. Yeah. So, um, I also have um, a few questions for you, if you don't mind. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, ask away. So, Thank you. I was just thinking over it because, like, I was really interested in doing this with you. Um, so, uh, cause I was looking forward to having you on the podcast. I was, uh, so basically what age 
And why did you choose Celtic? Uh, well, I chose Celtic because of the connection, the Irish connection and why and the principles and why they were set up and what they stand for. Yeah. And I can remember as far back as I was around, I'd say it was about 12, 13 years of age, um, you know, getting to hear about Celtic, you know, say on telly or, you know, on the radio, true media. But then, like, not like today where you've got all these, you know, Sky Sports, you know, Premier Sports, all these BT, you know, it was very, very hard to get information on Celtic other than, you know, you might get something on the on the TV, very, very, you know, short clip. But then, you know, you had your radio, you you try and get commentary on, on games through the, yeah. through the radio. Sit out your back garden and, just the radio and try much. and get, get a good reception of a, of, of a commentary <laughs> of a game that's going on. Or else, um, you know, through newspapers. But like it was nothing like today, you know, okay, we've got the internet and you can just go in straight away and get any information you want or whatever. But back then it was very, very hard to find out what what was going on. But I mean, the, my, the, the whole thing for me about it was that, yeah, they're an Irish club playing in Scotland and for what they represent. That was the, that's what, I was drawn to you know that's perfect yeah because like if you like if you were to even now like you could go on to youtube and you could literally find highlights of the entire season just like and you could get you could get highlights of the entire season for about five minutes straight and you could literally see what every main thing that's happened in the celtic season in five minutes yeah but back then you would you would maybe get a glimpse of what's happening over there without actually only being able to hear what's happening over there because you wouldn't be able to see much whether it be a clip on the telly or yeah. something like that yeah it would be very very brief as i said you know you're going through the a, a quick clip on the tv probably at the end of the, of the news um or it would be you know, as i said on the radio trying to get trying to you know get you know commentary of a game and as i said going back to the to the newspapers like you know what i mean that would give you a report about you know the the, the, the previous the game that they played or whatever you know what i mean but that was it it was very limited, you know what I mean? It was very, very limited that back then. Yeah. As I said, I could go on. And actually at that time, when you know, when I was about 12, 13 years of age, at that time, um, I can now I can go on to YouTube now, whatever, and reflect to go back to that year. So that would have been, you know, that would have been around 1980, 1981. Do you think it'd be so hard I, I could I could like actually that? look at those years when I, I started to take an interest in Celtic back in 1980, 1981. I could look at those now, those I could look at that on YouTube now. And you could see the game instead see, of just hearing it. I could see it now. <laughs> and I could see the games now that and, and, and that I couldn't see back then. And I could only get commentary on or whatever on the radio. Yeah. But now I can actually see, well, I could put in Celtic 1980, 1981. It'll bring up all the you know games through that and I can go on them. But it's, yeah, it's so different now. But yeah, it was good. It was good fun as well. It was challenging, you know? Yeah, I would say that because I was thinking like, can you imagine if you tried to push someone now on the perspective of just actually listening to a game instead of watching it? It'd just be, <laughs> it'd be like torture to a person it would. So like, I can't imagine what I would have been like because like me being my age, I grew up watching it instead of just hearing it. So I can imagine how difficult it would be, especially for a sports fan. Yeah. Because watching it's it's mainly just watching sports. You don't want to hear sports. You want to hear. You want to see what's happening. Yeah, you're dead right. You you want to see what's happening rather than than hearing you know what's happening. But back then, that was the bit. That's what was on offer. That and, was technology as far as 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 far as it was at that time. Yeah. But uh, now you were looking at it's just on top of a tap button. it and yeah. everything is there. For you. Yeah. It's like you have everything in but your pocket. But it was it was it was enjoyable. You know, it was even more enjoyable if the results were good. <laughs> you know, they were doing well. But uh, yeah, it was enjoyable. And like, can you remember the first time you've ever been to Glasgow? Torture game. 
First time I went over to Glasgow was around 1985. Yeah, oh. it was the Scottish Cup final. Wow. Of Dundee United. Big game. Uh, it was a huge game. Yeah, it was the first time we ever travelled over. Um, we got the we got the coach up to up to Larne, yeah. up to North, and uh, we got the boat then to Stranraer, and then back on the coach then back down to Glasgow, back to, uh, down to Glasgow then down to Hamden Park for the cup final. But that was the first time I travelled over. It was a very short trip as a, we didn't stay over. You know, we went to the game um, and then after the game, straight back onto the coach and back home. But that that was an experience that I'll never forget. We won that, won the cup that day as well. But it's a, it, it's an experience that, you know, I'll never forget um, the whole trip, the, the getting to know people, making friends like, you know, that you, that I still know today. Yeah. And, uh, you know, that was 1985. So you're going back a long time. A very long but that was time. The, that was my first trip. Um, to see Celtic and lucky enough it was a cup final rather than like a league game would have been any other game would have been great I mean, for the first experience but for a cup final and to win it Man. as well was was a great great day and how did you were you, were you nervous going over for your first time or oh, I wasn't nervous no I think my parents were more nervous yeah. <laughs> about me going over you know that's because, fair you know uh, like I played football like I always played football myself and you know like all young people kids that age you know, you want to be a footballer if you if you, you love football, you want to be a footballer. You it does cross your mind. You know, so I think they were more nervous that I probably wouldn't come back. <laughs> <laughs> That's a way of looking at it. <laughs> and like, did you get an up? Did you get like an opportunity to watch Celtic ever play in Ireland? Huh? Yeah, well, then over the years, like they come, they've come over, and you know, you know, back back then, they, they would have come over for pre-season friendly games, yeah, as you call them, pre-season games, or there could have been a couple of in, uh, European games as well. They would have played the likes of Shamrock Rovers and the uh, Bohemians, Dundalk, you know. But um, I remember one time they played, they played Bohemians in Dalymount Park, and I brought a younger, three other brothers, but I brought my younger brother John. Yeah, um, I brought John with me to Dalymount Park. Um, I'm not much older than John, but the parents allowed him, so we brought him to Dalymount Park. So we watched Celtic and Bohemians. Yeah. So we uh, we watched that. We came out with Dalymount, and um, everybody was heading home. All the crowd was heading home and the whole lot. And then before we knew it, myself and John were standing there at the end of the laneway. There's a laneway at Dalymount where the players and officials go in and some supporters or whatever. Yeah. But everybody was gone, and I saw the coach, and I looked in and. I said, John, there's a Celtic team there on the coach. <laughs> so he says, what do you reckon? Do you, do you think we could beat them? So we were standing outside on the on the footpath, watching the, looking in at the players and the whole lot. Now, the, the Celtic manager, I think it was Davey Hay, was in Daily Mount, in, in with Billy Young. I think it was managing Bohemians at the time. Yeah. And they were having a chat, probably a glass of wine or whatever, you know, after the game. But we stood there and then Roy Aiken, who was the Celtic captain, yeah, came down to the front of the coach and he saw myself and John, we had our scarves on and I had a poster like bought that evening of the Celtic team. Yeah. And uh, he says, jump on, lads. Jump on, yeah, he's jump. on the bus. So he said, jump on. So we said, yeah, yeah, jump on. So we jumped on and we walked down from the front of the bus right down to the back. And they had all the, the they had the tapes playing. It was it wasn't CDs then, it was cassettes and stuff, you know. Yeah. I mean? But it was all it was all ballads, it was all rebel songs. The players were singing. We sat down the back and we were probably an hour sitting with the players singing, um, having a laugh. They signed the posters that we had, um, the whole lot, and just couldn't believe it. You know, we sat there for, it, it must have been a full hour. Um, unbelievable. 
Um, got home that night, telling me that my dad is a big football fan, saying that this is what happened. So it was just, it was brilliant, um, unbelievable. So from Great. going, so, uh, so from going from hearing them on the radio to going to your first game and then watching them in Ireland and then getting to meet them, like that's just mad. Yeah. Even though it might be, an, it might have been a separate team to what was when you were listening, but you through all them years. You went from listening yeah. to watching to meeting the whole to meeting everyone. Yeah, sitting on sitting on the sitting bus on the coach. back back then, and it was just fantastic. As I said, the, the crowd had gone, and you know we were looking in and just imagine getting on that coach, and then Roy Aiken come down and says, "Right, lads, come on, jump on." <laughs> it was brilliant. Um, but the, just just on that about meeting them when they come over, then I have a son, Killian. He's yeah. eight. He's been over to Glasgow with me to, to to see Celtic just before COVID really hit. Yeah, we went to see Celtic and Hibs. Um, but um, yeah, when Celtic come over, they played Shamrock Rovers there just a few years ago, and um, myself and Killian, I brought Killian up to the uh, Castlenock Hotel yeah. where Celtic were staying, and uh, we spent a good two hours up there in the hotel with the with the Celtic team. Brendan Rogers was managing them at the time. Great again, just just to get up and meet them, and for Killian to to meet them as well. I yeah. got all the photographs and the whole lot, but. Uh, Saying like obviously Killian is a big Celtic fan. As I said, he's on. He's, eight, it, yeah. but he's a big Celtic fan and and the whole. Lot. But you know, again, I try when when they do come over, I try to um, you know, find out where they're staying and go up and get a few photos and stuff like that. You know what I mean? Especially with Killian now, you know what I mean? He's he, he's he's my only son and uh, he's a big Celtic fan. Uh, you know, I'm even more determined when they come over to say, look, we we we'll, we'll find out where they're staying. And it's good to always make them memories. Oh, just... that's what it is. It's memories, yeah. Memories, yeah. Yeah. So I also heard that um you completed the skill project back in nineteen eighty three that was on Celtic. Yeah, we were in uh, I was in St. Oliver Plunkett's there on the on the Swords Road, uh, secondary school and uh, uh you know, we, we were asked to do uh, everybody was asked to do an arts project. Do a do, do a project on something that you you know you have a passion for, you know, that you really, really have an interest in. Yeah, and uh, again, I did it on um, I did it on uh, Celtic, uh, and it was a competition. You know, it wasn't wasn't looking major competition. We're in the we're in the we're in the skill, but it was a competition. But uh, I won that competition. You did gather as much information as you could, and uh, put it down in text and pictures and everything. So from start to finish, like about the history of Celtic. Again, what we were talking about earlier on, uh, when how when and why they were formed and the whole lot. So we did all that. Uh, well, I did all that. And um, that was a competition that, that I won. And it was, it, there was a lot of, like, all the lads in the class, like, they would have been, say, Liverpool and Man United supporters or Leeds supporters and kind of having a look and saying, like, what's, know, up with what's, this? what's the story here? Like, you know, Celtic. Yeah. Now, and, and again, you know, that's that's their choice who they support. It's, that's that's no problem. But um, there were a few people, the lads that I went to school with that played for, loved football as well, and looking at it and going, and they actually, they, they support Celtic. They go and see Celtic, but I'm not saying anything happened from the time I did that yeah. that that project, that competition. But uh, I'm not, you know, maybe it did influence them. Probably opened their eyes to look. You know, there's a team there, as I say, an Irish club playing in Scotland, and even though they were supporting, you know, English clubs, and um, it opened their eyes. You know, maybe they still support English clubs, but I have seen them. I have met them on trips to Glasgow as well. Yeah. So you know, next time I see them, I'll, I'll be able to say to them. The only reason they're open is because. Uh, I opened your eyes. There you go. <laughs> Can't say nothing then about you for that. And uh, how long did it take you to uh, properly do the project? Or do you 
if you remember, or do you remember how much detail you had to put into it? There was it? a lot of detail on it, yeah. Well, it went on for, I'd say it went on for about four or five weeks. It was, you know, it was, it was, uh, it was, it was enjoyable and it was, um, it wasn't challenging like however. It was just, it was fun. It was just a, a fun, fun thing. It was a fun thing to do. And um, it went up then in the, in the, in the main uh, corridor. Yeah. In the school and that, you know what I mean? But again, as I said, it, it probably, it made people, a lot of people aware of, uh, of Celtic, you know, yeah. Celtic football, Glasgow Celtic. I'm not saying that, I mean, don't get me wrong, there were lads in the school who were very aware of Celtic anyway. But just but never it, supported them the way you know. You know, it wouldn't have been like, you know, that much interest, but I mean, I put it up there and I was up there for quite a while, like well, it was up in this, in the hallway and that, and, uh, you know, people stopping, having to look or reading and going over. So who's to say? As I said, there's, there's lads there that were in my class yeah. back then, um, that 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 go to Glasgow. You know what I mean? And head over to games and watch games. But like you, from the very beginning, you've always supported them. Yeah, when I became aware of them, as I said, going back to what we were talking about earlier, when I became aware of Celtic and kind of, you know, what's what's all this about Celtic and who was Celtic and why 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 did they wear green and white hoops and why is the tricolour? Fly at Celtic Park, you know. So with all that curiosity, you know, then that's I said, right, that's for. that's for me. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'd say it was hard though back then to get a Celtic strip because of no one, nothing really happening, being around or anything like that. So can you remember ever getting a Celtic strip? I do. I remember getting a Celtic strip. I mean, uh, back then, okay, you could get, you know, you could get your English clubs like you, you know, your Man United, your Liverpool, your Leeds, you know, you. Pick up a strip handy enough, yeah. Um, and even if it wasn't the the the, the real strip, if you want to call it, you know what they call snoyed. Now you'd still get, it. and it'd be very very close to what the you know the actual original strip. You wouldn't be able or, to tell the difference, really. No, anything. no. But you couldn't get a Celtic strip here. And I remember, my ma was um, they used to go up to uh, Jonesboro, yeah, up the north, north Newry, side, up north Newry, and that, and uh, they go up and. Um, I, I do remember saying, like, she obviously knew my my passion and interest and love for Celtic and love for football. Yeah. Always playing football and that. And I said, look, as young as I was, I'd say, you know, I'd love to get a Celtic strip. But she came back with a Celtic strip. Came back with a Celtic strip. And, jeez, uh, it was unbelievable. Because, you know, the, the only chance of you getting it really was, you know, I was, you know, there was no Amazon or whatever else. Nothing like yeah, that. There was no like Celtics. That. There was no, there was no like the sports shops we have today. But she came back from from uh, Newry with it, and yeah. uh, I remember I was playing for my local schoolboy club, Kilmore, Kilmore Boys. Yeah. And uh, Kilmore Boys, we wore green and white hoops anyway. So it went so, perfectly. Well. So it went perfect. So when you were, when we were playing and you were everybody was giving their jersey, I was just able to leave myself the jersey on me. And there was actually a picture up on Facebook there recently of a, a team photo of uh, the team I was playing with. And everybody's wearing the 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 Kilmore strip, yeah. And I'm in the front row, just there with the Celtic strip and the crest. And there was a couple of lads commented on it, you know, uh, from seeing the photo, saying that, uh, Jesus, yeah, I remember you had that you had that jersey. It was never off you. <laughs> <laughs> and you were like the only lad running around the, the neighbourhood with the only Celtic jersey. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um... Yeah. So, like, did you? I know you said you mentioned that you've met Celtic teams over the years. Have you met like? How many times have you met them over the years? Has it been just the once or twice, or have you met them oh, a couple no. of times? I've met them, I couldn't tell you, you know, lots and lots of times, you know, whether it be here in in Ireland or whether it was over in in Glasgow as well, you know. You'd often pop down to the, the to the to the to Celtic Park or something. I remember when they used to train down at Celtic Park because now they've got a training ground Lennox Town. 
Yeah. That's where they train. So everything, all the training is done up there. Um, Celtic Park then is obviously where they play. But there was a time you'd get down to Celtic Park. Just if you were over for the weekend and you might on a Monday, um, Monday morning, you know, before you fly home. So you get down to Celtic Park. You might get down to Celtic, you know, with the, the superstore. Yeah. And buy a few things or whatever. But you'd, you'd, you'd see the players hanging, you know, coming in and the whole lot. And, you know, get photographs and, you know, autographs and stuff like that. You know, the players, like I would have met, uh, Paulo De Canio, uh, Pierre Van Hoydonk. A legend there. Yeah, you know, um, oh, you know, so many of them over the years. But, uh, yeah, yeah, big thing for big thing around me. It's, it's just great, you know, just for a quick chat. No hassle, just, you know, how's yeah. it going? Well done. You also yeah. get that reaction. Like, you also get that, like, um, interaction as well with the players. Yeah. And with owners. So, which kind of, like builds your love for the club even more yeah and I look at it, it's a well-known fact like as well that like the, the Celtic anyone that joins Celtic and, and plays for Celtic like they, they're, they're given the history of the club and you know they you know they look at the supporters and what it means to the supporters and that and you know I'm not saying all of the players or whatever but a lot of them have time and give time to the supporters because you know it's it's to a lot of people it's more than a club it's more than a football club yeah, you know, it's a whole institution, and it's like a second home, pretty it's, much. It's massive, yeah, and it's like when when they're signed, when when players sign for Celtic, you know, they're told about the history. I mean, I'm sure they're shown DVDs about, you know, this was a European night here in Celtic Park, you know, full house and all. They're looking going, Jesus Christ, this is all ahead of me, and then the same, the fans are out there and supporting is 100. percent You know what I mean? I remember Tommy Bournes played for Celtic, and uh, he did great. He had a great kind of, you know, great time for the supporters, you know. And uh, one thing he always, you go and you meet Tommy Bournes, and uh, just before you'd walk away, he'd say, God bless you, son. God bless God you. God bless son. you, son. I'll never forget it. He was, he was a big, big Celtic, uh, big, big Celtic man. But uh, yeah, but he got it. Tommy Bournes got it. He knew yeah. what Celtic meant to the supporters, you know. And I always said that, just when you're walking away, you see, you know, you'd say, Thanks, Tommy. See, God bless you, son. Gentleman, that's what you love to see, though. Part of the you know, you really meant it, you know. Yeah, and um, like since now, like how often do you travel to Glasgow, especially now with the current like situation with the whole COVID nineteen and everything like that? How how often do you get to go to Glasgow? Um, I try and get to Glasgow every four or five weeks, you know. Um, sometimes like you know, I'd I'd go, I take Killian with me. Yeah. Or, you know, other weeks then I'd, I'd go and just, you know, I'd, I'd go with the, a group of lads or, I'd, you know, it would be every, every you know, four or five. But then with COVID now, things are only starting to pick up now, get better. I was over there um, at Celtic and Hibs um, just before Christmas. Yeah. And uh, Celtic Park. We were, I was Celtic, I was, I was Celtic and Motherwell as well. Yeah. So Celtic and Motherwell uh, was the last game I was at. Um, prior to Christmas, you know. Just so, before the uh, Christmas? Yeah, we won one. But, um, yeah, but this whole COVID thing just messed everything up. But now it's starting to, we're starting to see a bit of light at the end of the tunnel. So Gradually, you know, yeah. Yeah, and now, as I said, Celtic played on Monday night, full house. So, you know, looking forward to getting over in the next couple of weeks now again, you know. So, um, your son, Killian, he's eight years of age. Yeah. How many games has he been? How many How many times has he been over to Glasgow to watch a few games? He's been over to Glasgow, um, I'd say about six times now. Jesus. So you know, he's he's always looking to go. Like when I when I say I'm going, he say, "Yeah, uh, 
am I going with you, Dad? <laughs> <laughs> I say, not this time, son. You know, you go on the next one. But, uh, yeah, he wants to go all the time. And you can tell he's a big supporter as well. And even from exactly from a young age. like. Oh, yeah, he's, he's, he's well clued in, yeah. He, uh, he he gave me a present there at Christmas. Well, Killian and his mum, my partner, Lisa, gave us a... Gave me a present, one of my presents at Christmas, and I was when he was born. I bought him, um, you know, like a Celtic small little Celtic strip and yeah, little Celtic socks and slippers and stuff like that. You know, he was only it's only born, but um, Lisa kept them, put them away safely. And at Christmas there, she handed me a present and all wrapped up, and I opened her up. Then there it was. It was all framed. Ah, deadly. All his baby clothes were framed from uh, two. What is it? He's eight now, so it was it was two thousand and fourteen. Jesus. So, uh, yeah. So uh, that was a, some. It was a brilliant present as well. You know what I mean? Something you can treasure. As oh, well, I have that. That's that's put away now at home. So uh, yeah, he's definitely want to keep that. He'll keep, he'll keep that himself. Then going down the road, you know. There you go. And do you have any uh, like um, stories over that when you were there? Stories about when you were in Glasgow going away or anything ah, before taking yeah, trips. Plenty of stories. Yeah, it was great stories. I remember we go down to a place called the Barrowlands. Anyone that goes to see Celtic will know the Barrows. The Barrows are, are all Gallagate, it's where all the Celtic pubs are. So it'd be like, like a, a temple bar version yeah, of it's like a market, you know what I mean? Ah, it's yeah. a mad place. But it's not as pop it's not as busy as it used to be, you know, back in the day, but it's still there. All the Celtic pubs. Yeah. You know, a whole lot. But uh, yeah, I go over and there's a couple of bars. You went to the Squirrel Bar. Uh, mate of mine used to own there. John Lee used to own the own the Squirrel and the Hoops Bar. You went, went to all of them, but there was always um, one thing I always noticed that when you were in the bars, there was uh, there was always lads going there. You know, it's just, you know, street, you know, very what you call wide, very cute. Yeah, you know I mean, dead wide, like you know what I mean. Like, you're looking for any aftershave, or do you want any? Do you want any jeans or do you want any jackets? And you'd be, yeah, okay. So we were, I remember we were in, we were in the squirrel bar one day and myself and a couple of lads uh, from Dublin and uh, we were sitting there and one of the, one of the locals came in and he was, he was selling uh, jeans, Armani, Armani yeah. jeans. So he took them out and he was saying, what do you think of them big man? You like them? What, what waist are you? What, what, what length are you? Know? So one of my mates was there and he says, give us a look at a pair of them. <laughs> what ways he said, give me give me 34 34 ways 34 legs so he gave them to him and we mate went up to try them on and uh came back out and he said nah he says mate a bit tight you know just a bit tight and a bit too long he said there you go don't want then i put the jeans back in the bag that was grand so about two minutes later and my mate sitting beside me and he said tapped the the back of his just the cheek of his arse and he says uh what do you think of them and i says what <laughs> and he showed me the little eagle, the Armani. Ah, oh, no. I said, how'd you manage that? He says, I gave him my old jeans, he says. <laughs> I kept the Armani, he's gone out the door. Right. I said, really? So he says, you've got the, the Armani's on you now. He so he says, Where's, he's gone with yours. He says, yeah. He said, these are, these are the Armani's. He's gone down the road. He says, we'll, we'll call them the... The Brendan O'Mahony's. The Irish, Brendan O'Mahony's. The Irish As a cracker. He said, we'd send them down the road to Brendan's, he yeah, says. I'm right. holding on to the Georgios. Yeah. Stories like that. They come in and sell you odd socks. Odd socks? Do you want to buy a pair of odd socks? Odd socks? Yeah. 
They give you like what, like a brown one yeah. or a white one or something? Yeah, odd socks. That was another thing. What was other thing? Razor, you know, razor blades having to shave. Yeah. Or uh, I don't know. We never porches down. I saw lads who did porches down, man. If you cut the ribbons, like ah, oh, <laughs> So when you saw them coming in selling you the razor blades, you know, do you want to put? No, you're all. Oh, yeah, yeah, right. The lads have got some of the lads used to go. Out, have a shave the next morning the next afternoon you'd meet them they'd cuts everywhere you think you had to be in a row yeah you said they only went for the shave you know <laughs> only went for the shave yeah, don't cry. Uh, and um do you think he's the win the season this season I t- yeah I, I think i think celtic will win the league i'll be honest with you and uh, you know i'm being honest um i think we've got a better squad on we've, form yeah we've everything in place um Postacoglu, is, you know he's he's doing a great job. He inherited a, a bit of a mess, you know, from last season. You know, one thing and another. You know, players going and this and that. But you know, he's he's got us on the right road now. A couple of great signings. Um, you know, last night now Rangers threw one over Aberdeen, so they dropped points there. We beat Hibs on Monday, um, so we're only four points behind them. I think we've a better squad. We've no doubt we've a better squad. Um, okay, we've got to do the business on the pitch. We've got to get the results. You got to, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, we've to play, you know, I think it's three times now, uh, before the end of the season. Personally, I think, and if I if I didn't think it, I'd say, you know, no, we won't win the league. We're not. We haven't. We haven't got strength and depth to win the league this season. But personally, I think, yeah, we uh, we will win the league. Um, we will win the league this year. I think so, anyway. So, uh, Derek, it's great to hear. Uh, Thanks for coming on to the podcast. Thanks very much, Eric. I really enjoyed it. And thanks very much for your time. Okay. Uh, thanks a lot, everyone. Hell. Derek Maloney, everybody. Hell, hell. That was great. Thanks, thanks a lot. Cool. Thanks for coming on. Thanks a lot. Do you want to listen to